right, we're ready to begin. Um, with me is my guest, Leonard Cersei. Yes, Leonard Cersei. Uh, you get to dedicate it. So um, begin the show, dedication time. What would you like to dedicate this episode to? Uh, I would like to dedicate this episode to my children, Leonard and Nubia. Nice. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Who's the oldest? Leonard. Okay. He's 12, Nubia is 10. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're at that age where... Uh, they're uh, they're vocal. Yeah, yeah. No, Nubia is definitely thirteen in her mind, <laughs> and she'll tell anybody. Like, I'm thirteen, actually. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> All right, we're all gonna okay. We're uh, we're back on the St. Paul Filmcast. I'm Nick, uh, the host. Uh, with me today is Leonard Cersei. Yes. Leonard is on the campaigning. Um, he's gonna talk a little bit about himself. Um, this is gonna be a good interview because I've never met you, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I always say to people that people I've never met, this is gonna be a great interview because I really don't know much about you. Yeah. This is, <laughs> and I think a lot of my listeners don't really know much about you. Right. So, uh, what brings you to the show? Let's always start that. Uh. uh... So one of my staffers, Alexander Gutterman, who's also a good friend of mine. Um, uh, he's a filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, he's like, you know, this guy, Nick, you got to get on the show. He's great. He's got a great podcast. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty low maintenance. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yes, but, well, I, I, Alan, he's been on the show before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's a wonderful. So he's speaking from experience. He's a good great. friend of the show. Yes. Yeah, so. That's great. Um, and I think he's been asking, when is Leonard on? When is Leonard on? When is Leonard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doesn't sound like him at all. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So how did you, how did you actually, because you initially were in movies. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the film part of this, uh, I, you know, am, I'm coming from film work, uh, yeah. film producer, film actor, theater actor as well. Um, so, and, and I've recently written a film, uh, which is really interesting. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> it interesting is a process, process. Yeah. Um, but, but it's a great process. So once Alex brought this to me and he's like, yes, yeah, like for me, I'm like, oh, I miss it. I miss film so much. And to be able to talk about my candidacy yeah. as well as film, which I love, it's, it's like the perfect so it's almost like two things running, right? Exactly. How long have you been campaigning? Uh, since June. Okay. Um, since June. Nah, when you say that. Okay. So yeah, since June, probably. Okay. You know, mid June, somewhere around there. Is it something that you always thought you would be doing? Absolutely not. No. I never ever thought before June second, which is the deadline to get on the ballot, which yeah. was the deadline. Um, which I didn't make. I was 18 minutes late. So I'm running as a, a write-in candidate. Uh, I had no political aspirations. Other than when I was like, you know, 12, and I was, I'm going to be the first black president of the United States. That well, job somebody was be- taken. Well, second. How about that? Hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. It has to be a second. Right? But I think it's interesting because in Europe it's much more, ex- well, here it's a little more accepted. Uh, entertainers go political because there's a lot more in common 
yeah there's a lot more you you have to do a lot of speaking a lot of promotions and like this we're doing this right now Mm -hmm. so there's a little bit of running parallel of what you do as a a running for office and being in film absolutely i mean even as an actor your job is to get to know people you know yes to get to know society you know you're always studying you're always trying to figure out what people go through personally so to be able to bring that you know um i think it's it's going to be very important you know it's 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 interesting because the benefit to running for state senate and winning and actually becoming that is um a lot of your life is paid for for you right <laughs> right so, yeah so then you begin to see okay well there's if my life is paid for in these different places when people come to me and they're you know and they want you know uh affordable health care they want um you know access to just a better life in general They've given me access. Who am I to, to deny them access get, to yes. a better life? It's yeah. very, it's very, it translates very well. Look, I got a job I, and I got help from getting my job. Right. What's wrong with me helping somebody else? Exactly. Yeah, find the avenues and the supports. Exactly. Um, what area, what's the jurisdiction that you're running for state senate? Uh, so District 45 in Minnesota, that's, uh, it comprises of Crystal, Robbinsdale, New Hope, Plymouth, and... Um, Golden Valley. Which has drastically changed in the last, I would say, even 15 years, the landscape of it. It has. You know, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of diversity that's um, entered into uh, the community, into the district. Um, And, you know, with those changing demographics, uh, you know, I believe that, I mean, I'm I'm the first, I'll give you an example, I'm the first person of color to run for state senate in the district ever. Ever. Yeah, and it's 20% people of color, uh, you know, population is about 20%. Now it is. Now, yeah, it yeah. Is now. Now, it's very different from even 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, how are you campaigning, especially with COVID around? It's very hard to go door, the old-fashioned door-to-door. Yeah, so we are just door-hanging. Okay. <laughs> so, so if you're in District 45, go outside to the front door. <laughs> you know, most, yeah. pe- most people go through their garage and they just get in the car and they leave. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you go to the front door and you see that, that door hanger, that was, that's what we got right now. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's that. And uh, we're, on, um, uh, we're on social media, you know, connecting with folks, building, you know, community. We're trying to. We'll put the links on our information so yeah, that yeah, people yeah, can yeah, find yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. Um, you know, just trying to find innovative ways to, to navigate through these times. Um, but yes, it's been a great process. Like some of the times when I'm outdoor hanging, we actually run into people. So, you know, we got the mask on and we keep our distance and everything. You have a great mask. But, but, uh, but yeah, the conversations are always great. Uh, people seem like they're really excited for change, you know, for the embracing diversity, for embracing new voices and new perspectives. And that's what I bring, you know, it's just a new yeah. perspective. So how many, uh, do you have, you have a staff? Yep. And how does anybody, we, you, I mean, does it accumulate? Like, how did you round up your staff? How did you? Oh, did so they, did this, they, is, this is so funny. Like, okay. all the main people that I got um, in the beginning, they're all filmmakers. Right? <laughs> right? The thing, the thing about filmmakers, yeah. though, the thing about us is, um, uh, film filmmakers, people in film, no matter what job you do, you, they're some of the hardest working people in any profession 
a couple yeah. of years ago, I, I wouldn't understand because I'm never, I've been on the outsider looking in. I yeah. always watch movies. I love critiquing movies. I've never participated in actual movies. Yeah. In the last couple of years, I've actually been on sets doing PA work. Okay. And doing um, catering. Oh, and you're a catering. PA, so, yeah, so. catering. And I see the amount of hard work for people that probably aren't going to get paid. Yeah. That they do because they love it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's... it's it's a people business, you know. Um, I agree, yeah. that, you know, it's, it's not really systems and, and corporate ladders and all that other stuff. It's it's really um, you have opportunities to make films with your friends, and you yeah. know, and they do really well. You know, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. You know? well, good. For, yeah, they're in the the process of them making a great script. Yeah, yeah. Good uh, Will Hunting. Good like, Will Hunting. Yeah. So, are you telling me there's going to be a great documentary about this whole campaigning coming? Oh, that, that should be. You know, what somebody just told me the other day, like, you know, because we're talking about different ways to just, you know, kind of marry the two. And um, for my particular uh, platforms, uh, yeah. we thought it'd be a great idea to make little short films that explain the process of the platforms. I think that's um, a good idea. And, yeah, and how they, you know, how they affect people personally. Because it, yeah, we have to think nowadays, and especially you know, I'm a kid of the '80s. How campaigning is so much different mm-hmm. compared to people going door to door. You have campaigns going to door. You have people with clipboards knocking on doors, and you have people driving their vehicles around and honking yeah. horns. That's gone. You're gonna have yeah. to do. You have to think creative. Maybe how YouTube, maybe on social medias, and a constant. Not even just television. Yeah. Not even TV. It's gone. I think TV ads are just it's odd no i mean unless you somehow got like you know voodoo commercials or something (laughs) like that like i don't i I really don't know how um it will work you know from a tv standpoint i mean because you know we're streaming now you know um yeah the commercials that Hey, you know, I, I got HBO and they pop up in the beginning, but it's just HBO ads, you know, <laughs> but, you know, so it's, it's, you know, it's become, you know, it's, it's a definitely a different kind of process, especially with me. I'm running as an independent and, you know, I don't have a party. I don't have any money back in me. So I have to get creative. I have to yes. figure out different ways to, um, you know, get the word out. And let yeah. people know, hey, I'm here, and I'm here for you. Um, what's, the, what's with that? If somebody is interested in donating to a campaign, how could they reach you? So there's a few ways. You go to my website, CerseiForSenate.com okay. slash donate. Um, we have a GoFundMe as well. Um, you, you go to all my social media at CerseiForSenate. There's a, you know, you probably don't have to scroll too long to know that we have a GoFundMe going. <laughs> I hope that. Yeah. Where is it? Right. Yeah, now? yeah. It's probably the, the, the first post that you see. Oh, these, these people really need money. <laughs> so, so, what is something that you, as you've been campaigning, something that you learned that you through going through campaigning, something that's just kind of, you know, I, I've learned a lot, like especially about myself, about myself. Um, so let's see. Um, I've learned how to better manage um, teams uh, and to, you know, work with, um, you know, these different personalities. In, in yeah. film, we we all kind of understand the, the language. You, we yeah. understand the goal. When in politics, there's people who are involved for different reasons. Um, can I say this really quick? Mm-hmm. The shadow... Um, I love that you have that magazine. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So I remember the uh, the um, the the Baldwin um, 
Was it Alec Baldwin? Yes, film? it was. Yeah, the the film The Shadow. Man, I used to watch it over and over and over and over again as a kid, man. That was my. Thing. If anybody you know in the studio, we're surrounded by comic books, and one of them is uh, The Shadow, yeah. which was a great. It was on radio and uh, the movie Alec Baldwin. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The funny thing is, um, there was a a very popular Minnesota band. And it came out in the '60s. They were called the Sh- the Shadow. Right? Oh yeah, but they got in trouble for calling because it was so much the superhero. They changed it to what his alter ego name is, Lamont Cranston. Oh. <laughs> Today. So if you, yeah, I, I think the police still play Lamont yeah. Cranston. They had a hit radio hit Mississippi awesome. show, Shakedown. Mississippi Shakedown is a big hit. So if you want to look up Lamont Cranston b- band, that's awesome. inspiration from the movie the, Sh- of yeah. the, t- the radio show The Shadow. Yeah. Oh, see, nowadays that would be called trolling. <laughs> <laughs> they really, yeah, they're tro- early trollings. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I, I, it just it was nostalgic for me. All these all these different magazines are pretty nostalgic for me. You know, that's something that I would love to do is play in a superhero film. You know, I had this yeah. idea, and rest in peace to Chadwick. Bozeman um, was that I could play like his long lost cousin in Black Panther 2 you know that yeah, I just I would love it I, I just would yeah it would make it would make me feel good I'm sure that there's a million other people who are like yeah, I could play his uncle it's great I could do that <laughs> yeah I could do, you know but uh, yeah I mean every family's got that wild crazy uncle that yeah yeah it's just yeah. you know cause you know I um Sometimes I got the voice down. <laughs> so, the it's accent, like, yeah. Yeah, so, my name is Tachala, and I come from Wakanda. You got so, it? That's... Yeah, sometimes I got it. So I'm like, yeah, I could do a whole, like, <laughs> I could come back home. <laughs> we should have started the episode as an impersonation. <laughs> it's like, my name is Leonard Sassi, and I am running for state senate. <laughs> when I went to see... Black Panther. Mm-hmm. It was a packed theater, yeah. which is very, you know, at the time there's a lot of interest around mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. And I go to a lot of movies because I, I critique them for everything. Yeah. I've, I haven't seen that much interest in a superhero movie since The Dark Knight. There oh, was wow. so much passion. There were so many people. And you go into the theater and they're like, this this movie, you have to wait next two hours because it was so packed. Wow. People. And I saw people that were going, I saw it twice today. Yeah. It yeah, was just, yeah, it was just yeah, that yeah. power that they just—they loved it, yeah. and it was so refreshing to see just a movie about a comedy of black people that yeah. didn't have. To, it was all that concentrated on yeah, that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, just and being it, people. Yeah, just being people. It wasn't. You know, um, there was nothing stereotypical. It was. It was such a a, a learning. Um, you know, just just a film where where you learn more but i mean even being black like the uh, the amount of things that i learned about myself yeah. one one thing that i really appreciate about the film is <clears throat> when that film came out what it did was it gave uh black filmmakers the opportunity to kind of be audacious with their filmmaking and you know because yeah you know it opened up markets you know it stretched across the ocean where it's like oh we can we can make a billion dollars from a film people across the world will want to see how you know see yeah. our faces so then you know it opened up all these different doors so um it, it gave me that audacity to um really step into the film world as someone who could uh contribute 
you know, much right. more than I thought before, you know, and then as well as to be a writer, you know, I, I wrote a, I'm writing a, I don't know if I should say it, but I well, kind of want have a work, to. It has a working title. Uh, it has a working title. It's <laughs> called Amadi, which is Ebo for free man. Um, I think that I'm Ebo because I look a lot like um, Chiwetel Ejiofor. This is so bad. Chiwetel. <laughs> yeah, these are all my inner inner secrets. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you, you know, and he's Ebo, so I'm like, hold on, maybe I'm from that tribe, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's 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 kind of a a Black Panther meets Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean, and it's a story. I got tired of seeing slave films, you know, and I wanted to make a story about. Um, the would-be slaves who became pirates, um, which actually did happen. Which actually did happen. Yeah, yeah. you know, which is fascinating because when you learn about history, and then you realize, why did you, nobody ever told me this? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Or why do I have to learn about Tulsa, nineteen twenty-one, from the Watchmen? Nobody yeah. ever told yeah. me this. Right. Ever. Right. Exactly. And like there's I, people that live in Tulsa. And go, I never heard about this yeah. ever happened. So I was in class all ninth grade, in tenth grade, eleventh grade. A little bit of twelfth grade, but, but I never learned this. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you, so. If you if you do your writing, do you have somebody in mind, like some to play it? Yeah, uh, there's or like, do you just kind of insert it later? So Idris, if you're listening, uh, like I got, I got there's, a, there's a part where you play the father, right? Uh, Father of Amadi, that's that's his journey. He's looking for his father. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't. I um, this, this other film that I have, uh, that I, I finished writing. I'm doing the um, the second draft. It's called Both Sides of the River. So of course, it takes place in the Twin Cities. Um, that one, I I pictured me playing the main guy. Um, okay. Let's see. And then I have like friends that I I imagine, you know, playing other people, you know, where I write these roles for friends. But, you know, like I got a friend, Don Maloney, and uh, me and Don, we did a play last year called A Raisin in the Sun um, at Lyric Arts Theater. And um, Don, he would do this voice and he <laughs> sounded so sinister. He sounded... <laughs> sounded we should we should uh, eventually have you guys just you guys do the show, and you do, <laughs> and Black I do Panther. to John. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he sounds like a villain. He yeah. said we could just make up a whole. <laughs> it would be like one of those old fashioned radios. You guys yeah. just simply said, "I'll be in the background." It's like yep. no. It's like I am. I am T'Challa. I am the Black Panther. No, but uh, so he, you know, he spoke in this voice. So when I wrote this character. His name is Gerald Fuller. He's a detective in St. Paul. And he's like, uh, you know, um, he's he's a bad guy. But he's my favorite character to write because he can, like with villains, they have, you know, the best lines, of course. They're oh, they always, to, yes. They're able to say anything they yeah. want to say, basically. They don't, that's the, I learned that in writing class. Villains don't shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't. They don't stop talking. There was a great old-fashioned comic book of uh, Batman and um, Neil Gaiman, the writer, was going to do that. He did this perspective of it's all an act mm. behind the scenes. So you read the comic book. It was a person who's dressing up for Batman. They're in the dressing room and the Joker. They're reading, going over the script. Yeah. <laughs> and the Joker's upset. He's like, oh, 
you you get the most you get the breakthrough glass come through you got the best entrances and then the guy dressing up as batman goes yeah but you always get the best lines yeah 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 yeah. here we go again all right we're gonna pit me with the right the left this time you know last time i lost a tooth that's okay so it was all this fun play of what it's like to just rehearse the bits yeah yeah that's that's how it is but i think i think it's hard for a lot of people because when you're writing especially when you start writing you have to write very convincing antagonists yeah to the point where it almost makes sense yeah yeah i've 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 drawn from oh actually that's so i I said that i imagined me actually this is another film i imagined idris on because it's a detective film and one of the characters i drew from you already got me now yeah 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 so it's speaking of batman (laughs) no but (laughs) it's a it's a detective film and the character i drew from uh is uh luther so, um, you know, the, the Luther series. Idris yeah, from the TV series. Yeah, yeah. from the TV series. Um, and, like, I just, I love the character, you know. So, this is, you know, it's a film where you don't feel bad for anybody, you know, <laughs> especially, yeah. you know, and with Luther, you know, he's that character where you, uh, you love to hate him. Um, he, he's that guy where you're like, dude, what are you doing? You know, it's like you want something bad to happen to him. Until he makes something bad happen to himself, like and then you're like, "You okay?" <laughs> you know? yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of the um, the the character. That's uh, who the character is based on. Yeah. When I did my comic book and I did my St. Paul detective pulp noir. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, okay. When I did mine, I initially thought I um, the whole concept was I don't want a gleaming superhero good guy in it. Let's right. see if. Let's see if I can write one where everybody is rotten, <laughs> yeah. and you can actually convince, like, feel bad for them, even though they're all just rotten. Yeah, it was challenge myself to see if I can make something that, even though they're all bad, that you actually have some kind of empathy for. Right. Some of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that. That's the goal. You know, I'm still trying to find that. <laughs> it still, is. It was. I don't think I've actually a lot of people like the story mm-hmm. but that was initially the story it's like i don't want this positive good guy gleaming yeah. all whitey you know yeah. just it's boring yeah i mean with this film that i haven't seen anything like it uh the one that i've written and, and it's so funny i don't i don't know if this happens with a lot of writers but so much so much of it came together by accident you know it was kind of like all right let me I have this idea and I have this full idea and I know who the antagonist is going to be and the protagonist. And then all of a sudden there's this opportunity for that to change. It's like, huh, actually I I can, I can kind of flip this. I can, you know, and who's this other, this other person has an opportunity in here to actually, so it it became this story where I, I I don't want to give away too much, but no, no, but I I don't know if you probably we can relate to. It almost felt like the right the story is writing itself. Yeah, a little bit exactly. And it's, I got had that too. Where it's like, all right, the story's told me it's once. To, I'm not. It's almost like I'm not in control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll send it to you, man. I like I like that you said noir because that's it. It yeah. feels like that. It feels oh, like I'm that. a huge noir fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and TCM uh, Turner Classics uh, yeah, Saturday yeah. Night when Noir Alley is on. That's me. Yeah. I mean, L.A. Yeah. Confidential is another film that I I, I drew from. Really? You know? It was like. I, love that movie yeah <laughs> i absolutely love that movie and right. i think well james elroy he's a noir fan it's basically his 
okay. homage to yeah. the whole style of noir and the whole yeah. he borrowed from a little bit of this, a little bit of crime stories and yeah, and you're, you know the the whole concept of everybody be involved. Yes, an ensemble. Exactly, exactly. But, yeah. yeah. So if there's anybody out there that's looking to fund a film, <clears throat> you know, a uh, state senate. Uh, salary isn't as much as you think it is. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, well, it's hard because when you're in a state center and you're like, well, we need a pay raise. It's hard to like <laughs> tell you every, tell, well, what'd you do? Well, I gave my, gave everybody else a raise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hard to sell that to the public. Yeah. yeah, what, yeah. What's the first thing you do? Well, we gave ourselves a raise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, yeah. you know, and that's, that's not what I'm in it for. I'm, you know, I'm in it because, you know, and another, um, uh, cause that I like to dedicate this show to is to the people who are out on the street fighting for change, you know, yes. uh, for a, a better world for everyone, you know, and uh, the people who are including uh, different folks into their own struggles. <clears throat> so my heart is out to you. My hat is out to you. My support is out to you. Um, and again, for those who are in my in my district, once I'm elected, it's your it's your voices that I'll cha- uh, I'll champion in the capital. So, so yes, it's dedicated to you too. Wonderful, wonderful. As I think it's a good time to take a little break, and we'll be back with more uh, with Leonard Cersei. Every day, we're surrounded by media, books, movies, art, music, games, apps, podcasts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. With this constant bombardment. It's easy to miss great media gems in the chaos. But fret not, you've come to the right place, my friend. I'm Jason, and I love media. I invite you to check out the Mixed Media Forest podcast, the podcast where I trudge through the forests of media to find hidden gems for you, the listener. Every episode of Mixed Media Forest is chock full of fun, reviews, nostalgia, positivity, news, rants, stories, and recommendations about all things media. Again, that's the Mixed Media Forest podcast, created on Anchor Podcasting app and available everywhere fine podcasts can be found. Give it a listen. It's what all the cool kids are doing. with Leonard Cersei and we're just talking a little bit of just you know different backgrounds mm-hmm. communication can be translated differently I mean I could say something and it just gets lost in the translation even though from different community and cultures yeah yeah and Absolutely. it's something that I think you have to continually to work at yeah you have to I mean I think that that's the issues you know that, that we have with like um police in the inner city and that that language barrier Right. So um, and that's why people are saying, you know, we want police who live in the community to police the community because then they'll understand the language. They'll understand when you, you know, I I gave the example the other day. Uh, I'm from North Minneapolis. So when, uh, 
you know, you're driving down Broadway and somebody crosses the street, you know, before <laughs> getting to the crosswalk, you know, and you know, you got, you know, you probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Some people who, who aren't from there, they're looking at it like, oh, this person has no respect for the law, no respect for this and blah, blah, blah. But when you grow up, when you grew up around it, it's like, no, nah, yeah. it's just how it is over, you know, over here. It's just Try to drive your car through the University of Minnesota campus without having some kid walk into the street with yeah. his headphones on because, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the nature of it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. then those, you know, those cultural barriers, what ends up happening is, you know, we, we have this, you know, people fear or sometimes hate what they don't understand. Yeah. So there's this immediate, you know, judgment that, oh, this person doesn't respect, you know, whatever. This person doesn't care about me or, you know, and we internalize their actions. It's like, no, it has nothing to do with you. This was happening before you came and it'll be happening after you leave the city, you know. And so, and, and I used to be a referee and I did inner city football. Okay. A referee at intercity football. Right. And it's just, it's very different. Mm-hmm. It's it's not good or bad. It's just very different how, it, you know, when you do intercity football, there's like five barbecues going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> and yeah. then, you can, know, we, can we do that right now? <laughs> and then at halftime, I was like, are you doing all right? You want a burger, man? And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Don't lobby me. Come on. <laughs> hey, keep it fair. Keep it fair. Yeah. <laughs> I know that the the logo is burnt underneath. (laughs) It's branded underneath the burger. (laughs) I did one game and it was like halftime and I had a dad who's barbecuing. He goes, I noticed you haven't called holding on my team yet. (laughs) Let me me go ahead and put this on. Are you looking for a burger? Yeah, let me put this on your plate really quick. You are a nice guy. (laughs) You are a nice ref. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just... when we begin, and it's, it's interesting too, as uh, someone who's black living in Minnesota, where we're, you know, we're a small population here, you know, we're kind of densely populated around one another, but in all sectors of our life, um, you know, a lot of times there are uh, white people who occupy, you know, um, spaces as our teachers and as our male men or as yeah. our you know when we got to go see the gov you know whatever kind of government um sector uh, and uh, most of the time business sectors too i think I'd, i didn't it took to me to get to college to have my first black teacher yeah black instructor mm-hmm. i never had one all up to uh, until college mm-hmm. i had uh I, I didn't have mine until high school when i went to north and i was only at north for a little bit and yeah. I had two. And at that school, I got straight A's. It was yeah. the only school I ever, you know, like, I got straight A's. And it was, it's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. I think, in them, again, it's it's a little bit of, uh, like I said, it translates. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, of you know, get it done, get it done, get it done. And, well, you're pressuring one student, and how are you going to not release the pressure and other students and stuff like that. If I could say one thing that's really important when we look at the issue of um, diversity, um, you know, we we tend to individualize, you know, our struggles. Um, What's important to note is that when it comes to diversity, we're not just, it's not just color, you know, it's uh, 
that's not just a part of the struggle. Gender is a part of the struggle. Ageism is a part of the struggle. Um, you know, sexuality is a part of the struggle. Disabilities is a part of the struggle. You know, yeah. the same mind that would deny someone because of the color of their skin is the same mind that would deny someone because they're a woman, you know, or because, you know, they're hard of hearing, you know, or, you know, because they're in a wheelchair or, or because their sexuality. I, I like to share because it relates to movies, but uh, when Richard Donner did Lethal Weapon uh-huh. and he was casting it, he got Mel Gibson first, but then he needed to look for the old, crusty, retired police officer, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And he's auditioning. And he goes, all of a sudden, Danny Glover showed up. And yeah. he goes, well, Danny, this is great. You know, how you, you know? But um, the script didn't ask for a black guy. Yeah. And he goes, it asked for an old, I'm a, I'm a man. Yeah. It asked for an old, retired, I'm old. Yeah. And if, I think it flipped on, and Richard Donner is very open. He goes, how how narrow-minded of me. It just yeah. asked for an old, white, old guy. And in my mind, I, I saw someone white. Yeah. And it, you know, it didn't specifically. Why did it need to specifically say it? Because yeah. it's amazing how that flipped and it flipped for him right there. That little light switch of just Danny Glover showing up for audition, and and it's a classic. I mean, it's something that, um, you know that. I mean, now that there's a TV show from it. I mean, they've made what is it, four or five yeah. Lethal Weapons, and now yeah. they have a series. You know, it's um, it it, it was a perfect situation, and kudos to Danny Glover for. You know, um, and being, and if being I able to the story, see it. right? Even Danny Glover's agent's like, "Well, they're not asking for specifically for a, they're asking yeah. for a guy." Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. And I think we're a little bit getting into that point where it says a casting call of a black. You don't need to be specific. It just says a guy, mm-hmm. well, or a girl, or don't have to gen. Just bring it in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's it's. I like to call this uh, the change generation. We are, you know, we are part of this generation that is making change where we, we're bringing along everybody. There's a lot of different issues that, you know, we are um, we're fighting against that weren't always issues, you know. Right. Racism is, is relatively new. Like I said, it's a pretty new idea and concept. Um, there's always been, you know, that sense of rivalry, you know, tribism. Um, but it's it's never been... You know, I hate you because of the color of your skin, you know, even yeah. though we're all from where I actually all of the same nation. We're all of the same tribe. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's so many different things um, in our culture where we polarize ourselves against, you know, others. Think, and yeah. it's, we have to get out of that thinking in order to move forward in a in a progressive way. You know, it's just it's interesting being in politics because you get you get to see um, you get to see people not only in your own life, but you get to see these personalities on a on a national or global scale. Yeah, it's it's almost cult like where you're like, whoa, all of you fell for this trick. Like, like all all of you feel this way. You know, yeah. but then it's also being able to see there are so many people who don't feel that way. There are so many, there are more people. I will argue that there are more people who are who welcome diversity, who welcome because we grew up around each other. Like you said, yeah. you know, you're refereeing, you know, North Games, and I think that changed me, right? Yeah, going to different places. Yeah, right? we we've yeah. all been interconnected, you know, in a way where 
it's like, no, I know, I know these people aren't bad because they're, because of the kind of people they are. Um, but we keep getting spoon fed that we keep getting polarized against each other. And, and, uh, you know, it's just it's a way to, and I have to, it, you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to. Yeah. And that's the major thing for me, especially you have to get out of your comfort zone. Yep. And once you do, it becomes a little bit better. Yeah. Rather than just shutting everything down and getting, and getting you know, no, I'm not going to go there. I don't like those people. No, I'm going to go there. I don't like the people. Yeah. Just shutting down the world, you got to open it up a little bit. Yeah. We we see it in, in, um, in biology and, you know, where diversity is, um, is how the world survives. You know, I mean, if you look at the Middle East, you know, a long time ago, uh, it was a place for, you know, that that connected all these different countries where people will meet and they'll be able to do business. And it's so fascinating how we still call it the Middle East. East of like. Yeah. East of what? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> but that's that's the start of it all. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it's so naturally, I guess I'm saying that to say naturally we're actually supposed to communicate with each other and we're actually supposed to be inclined to figure out what are you saying <laughs> you know because we need each other in order to, you know in order for me to sell these eggs you know that my my farm is made and i'm selling them to you who you know you can't understand me yeah and i can't understand but at that time where people will meet you know and um you know uh in the middle east ex- ex- yeah. excuse the phrase um, even if you didn't speak the same language, you still understood each other. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Yeah. And it started with mer- merching. Yeah. Yeah. Mer- yep. And I think that I don't know. I I can't. Yeah. It's a simple Google search, but I think the letter A, all cultures, all languages start with A. Oh. And okay. the reason why we think A is because when you sell cattle, that was the symbol. Ah. Uh. And then when you sell sell enough that you flip the head of the cattle upside down. Oh, know, wow. as an end point, like a period. So I send ten cattle, and you have cattle heads. Yeah, and a, and that's a start. That's a theory. Hmm. It's a fun little theory. I don't know if they can back it up. It's a little Google search, but yeah. predominantly think that that's reason why a is in every culture. Yeah, and that's interesting. if you look at every letter in the alphabet, it's always it's uh, it comes from hieroglyphs, a picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just this lazy form of picture. Where now. We're going back to speaking with pictures, with yeah. emojis. Yep. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. It, it's funny that you know we're going actually backwards to hieroglyphics to to, to communicate. Yeah, it's 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 amazing how much um, you know. Even even America, which is a, a country of immigrants, a country of people who come from different places, how how much influence that the world has from other places in the world. Yeah. But we, you know, we we try to you know put on you know this this act that we're better and it's like no we're not better we're actually just different yeah we're just different and, and in a lot of ways we're not different it's just i agree yeah as soon as i said it, i was like well yeah like for the most part we're not really different from each other you know um i remember when i was younger and this is what kind of changed me about it because you know i always felt like you know we're put upon and oppressed by all white people like, you know, that just was the thing. Like, all white people felt this way. And then uh, I forget who it was that told me this. It was probably my brother. And he said, you know, when you go when you go to uh, Dairy Queen, um, is it only black people who are there? 
And I'm like, nah. He's like, right. He says, is it only poor people who are there? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you know, he's like, you know, all people, poor, rich, black, white, whatever colors, you know, we all really want the same stuff. We all enjoy the same things. We all end up in the same places, you know, at some point, you know, um, some of us end up in, in places that other people don't go, but those, um, but that's, um, a lot, uh, less of the time. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I also know when I, when I travel for football and you go to different schools and how different, you know, they're still relatively the same kind of environments, same yep. routines, yep. same atmosphere. It's just a little bit different. Just a little different. And that's what, and I'm trying to communicate that it's, it's all where the same, but everybody's focused on all the little differences. I cook, I cook eggs. You know, I scramble them. You know, you like them over easy. Somebody yeah. else likes them poached. But they're still you know. eggs. But they're still eggs. Yeah. You know, they're still eggs, and yeah. that's that's you know. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to communicate. Right? Because you serve it different, that means you're you're wrong. Right? Yeah, you're wrong. Yeah. You you only like them poached. <laughs> Who likes them poached? <laughs> well, Leonard, I have to say this has been actually wonderful. Thank you. I'm glad you you came. I learned a great deal. Yeah. Um, once again, before we uh, cut the show, how can people find you again? Uh, CerseiForSenate.com uh, There you can learn about my platforms You can donate, you can buy merchandise um, And uh, uh, We distribute all over the world um, uh, All my social media handles Wonderful. Is uh, for Senate as well Find me on there um, I mean It's great because even, even On my site I even have my phone number So if uh, You have any ideas, things that you you know, um, ideas that you want champion, things like that. Please give me a call. question for you or something. Even yeah, if yeah, or any questions. You, question. yep. okay. you want to learn more? Yeah, that's good. Absolutely. Because you've been answering your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, been, it's been going on. It's been going on. <laughs> Which I, I, I'm glad that you're busy when you're camp. Yeah. It's yeah. good. That it's, it's a healthy busy, right? It's, yeah. it's different, man. Like, I, I've not had to, you know, sitting here at a podcast. I just left a podcast right before this and then ran here. And, you know, in between the time I'm communicating with my team and communicating with people who are trying to, you know, ask questions and get, you know, get in touch. And then yeah. what's the next thing? And it's a, it's a different kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it comes with it. I have to say uh, the St. Paul Filmcast fully endorses you for Senate. Oh, man. Thank you. So we'll give you an absolute full endorsement. I appreciate that. Yes. So yeah, please gratitude. look up uh, to Leonard Searcy and you get our full endorsement uh, for the Saints Senate. Thank you, Nick. Hey, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, as you know, it's not over till the guest says it's over. It is over. <laughs> that is the best book. Yeah.